0: we feel tired this morning, whether we feel a bit sick this morning, whether we feel nervous about going back to school tomorrow, whether we're really happy, whether we've heard from you, whether we want to be here, we want to be at home, we want to be somewhere else. God, whatever we're here in this space feeling this morning, you want to stop us in our tracks and tell us that you love us that you are not done yet. But God, you have more to say. You still have more to do. And so God, I pray that you would not help let us miss a single thing. Jesus, take away our tiredness, unblock our ears, focus our minds, soften our hearts. God, if you have anything more for us this morning, Jesus, don't let us miss it and so God we thank you for what you've done so far this weekend but God we thank you so much for what you've still got yet to do we love you and we're listening amen incredible do you guys want to take a seat uh now I'm very aware at this point in the weekend difficult to focus kind of want to go to sleep. And so I'm going to ask a couple of things of you before I begin. I'm going to ask you, as Andy said uh, on the first night, if you could not sit down, uh, not sit down, if you could just stand up for the whole talk, that would make me feel really good about myself. No. Um, if you could not lie down, that would be wonderful. If I was lying down right now, I would 100% be going to sleep. Um, if, you could, if you've could, if you got notebooks, be taking notes because that helps me stay awake. So if you've got notebooks, get them out. There's, I'm going to be sharing some wisdom with you this morning. It might not all be related to the Bible, but there are things you're going to be wanting to write down. So please do be doing that on your phones or on your books or whatever else. So I am excited to be here. Uh, this is our sec- uh, first session of two today. Uh, and you've looked at a whole load of things this weekend, a whole load of things going on, a whole load of different messages, um, and a whole lot of different things that you've been coming back to. This morning, however, I want to talk to you about what is about to come on the screen now, that chasing Jesus means sharing him with others. And this began to kind of be popped open last night, that sharing Jesus means, no, <laughs> chasing Jesus, some interesting things are going to come out of my mouth today. Uh, chasing Jesus means sharing him with others. Now, I've actually learned something about myself in the last year that I'm going to share with you guys. I really love sharing with people. And I didn't think I did. Uh, I'm an only child, so I'm the kind of person that keeps all the chocolates themselves. However, what I love is shared experiences, right? So if I love something, if I really, really enjoy it, my automatic thing is, well, right, I have to tell everyone. I have to make everyone eat this food. I have to get everyone I know to go to this place. Watch this box set. Uh, I'm a sharer. And so what that means, if you're my friend, is that you end up being dragged into, dragged to, forced to eat, loads of different stuff that I've really enjoyed. And then I'm like, do you love it? And they're like, it's okay. And I'm like the most disappointed ever. And um, When I love something, when something like rocks my world, I have to share it with other people. I have to tell them. And so I thought, Probably the most useful thing I can do for you guys this morning is tell you my top three shares of the moment. This is what you want your notebooks for, people. This might be the most helpful thing I say to you all day. So the first thing I want to share with you that you have to try is from Wagamamas. How many of you guys have been to Wagamamas or go to Wagamamas? Yeah, right. If you've not been, you need to go for no other reason than. The Wagamama's white chocolate cheesecake, all my days, it is so good. I'm pretty sure that no one in this room will have, has anyone tried it? Stop of interest? Yeah. Do you love it? Okay, you should have said yes. It's incredible, right? It's white chocolate and ginger. I am quite a cheesecake connoisseur. I've eaten a lot of cheesecake in my time. This is the best one. And the last time I went to Wagamama's, I got it for free because I was nice to the waitress. That's a thing in Wagamamas, be really nice to them. So, write it down, take a mental note, white chocolate cheesecake, Wagamamas. The next thing you need to know that I want to share, I'm probably more excited about this than many things I'll talk to you about today, is this, Beyonce's Homecoming on Netflix. Who's watched that? I know some of you have, come on. If you have not yet watched Beyonce's Homecoming on Netflix, even if you don't have very long, just watch the opener Oh my goodness, I think I've told more people about that than Jesus this year. I love Beyonce, I love her homecoming, the opening is amazing. But Nothing to do tonight, even if you've got mocks tomorrow, this is a better use of your time. Go home tonight, watch Beyonce, you know, be a diva, be a queen, you'll love it. The third and final thing that I want to share with you, (laughs) this is a funny one, uh, is a game that I absolutely love, it's an app, and that is, thank you, Goat Simulator. Who's played Goat Simulator? Yeah, now we're talking. Goat Simulator is insane. For those of you guys who don't know what this is, it's like GTA, but you're a goat. And you run around licking stuff and dragging it around this town with you. If you've not played Goat Simulator, you really need to sort your life out. It is awesome, and I love it. Uh, You go around, I think, collecting and looking for chickens as well. Uh, You know, as you do, these things are important. Now, the thing is, right... When you share something that you love and that is important to you, it's actually, like, it feels a bit vulnerable. Like, when you weren't sure about my cheesecake there... I felt a little bit sad inside because it matters to me because I know that it's incredible and I want you guys to know that it's incredible. And sharing something that's important, it actually can feel really, really vulnerable because it can go horribly wrong. So, um, for example, the cheesecake thing, or if all of you next week come up to me and go, Beyonce sucks. And I'm like, oh, don't say that about Beyonce. If it matters to you, if it's important to you, then you really want the sharing process to go well. However, it doesn't always go well. I'm going to level with you. Sharing what you love does not always go well um, I've started a new hobby that I love uh, we <laughs> uh, which is when I go away I really love to find odd museums right I really enjoy it so we uh, Andy and I've been away a few times now and every time now we've started going away my one of the first things I will do is look for a slightly weird museum in that area um, I've found things like pencil museums pigeon museums uh, and there was one I was particularly excited about we went to Germany a year or so ago and I found a pig museum, okay, and I was so excited and I loved it. However, the sharing, my sharing of experience and enthusiasm didn't quite go down the way I hoped. Please take a look at the screen. So Laura's made me come to a pig museum. I mean, it is the weirdest place I've ever been to. It's just wall-to-wall pigs. There's literally no end to the weirdness of the pigs. There's even some sort of pig mountain. This is the weirdest thing I've ever been to. Six euros we pay for this. Six euros to see a bunch of pigs and a stinking pig throne. This is absolutely ridiculous. time. They had a pig train outside. It was awesome. Uh, Unfortunately, the person who I love the most did not share my enthusiasm. And sharing stuff with people can be really, really difficult, particularly when it's something that you love and it's someone that you love. So I really love this pig museum, but the person who I love just, well, was less than keen. He had a bad attitude. Um, But when it comes to sharing our faith, right, if I've had this encounter with Jesus, this God that's changed my life, this God that I know that has chased me and loves me and won't let me down, it's so precious, so important to me, that it gets to the point of telling the people that I care most about the thing that I care about most. That's a really difficult and vulnerable position to be in. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that today because I do think it's really tough. But here is the thing. You can have all sorts of things go through your head. Uh, Things that your friends won't care, that your friends will maybe laugh at you, take the mic. The The friends will think you're really weird. Maybe it will be that they ask you questions and you don't know the answers. Or maybe it's that you don't know enough. But this is the thing that I want to talk to you about this morning. Chasing Jesus means sharing him with others. And you've heard us say this before. You don't have to know everything in order to know something. And here's the thing, you guys were created to share. Now, I'm going to go a bit deep with you this morning. I realize it's Sunday morning, you're a little bit tired, but you guys are like, you're an intellectual bunch. You know what you're doing. And so I thought, I'm going to take it deep. And this is why I need you to pay attention, because if you're tired, this will be a bit, it might be a bit of a struggle. Now, you were literally created to share. As a human being, this is in your DNA. It's in your fabric. It's what you're about. And I want to talk you through that. Because really, I think many of us try and work out, well, what's my purpose? What's my place in the world? I want to tell you this morning that this is it. Sharing Jesus is it. I want to talk you through what I mean by that. In Genesis 1, God creates the world. Now, Genesis 1, I know there's a whole science thing around this. My honest belief is that Genesis 1, the creation story, is a poem, okay? And it doesn't necessarily tell you what God did. It doesn't explain the science. God didn't write this so that you would have a manual on practically like an Ikea instruction pack on how he made the world this tells you why he made the world. And so this po- beautiful poem has, oh my gosh, all sorts of things in it. Uh, I, read a po- I listened to a podcast this week. that blew my mind. If you want that, I'll uh, pass it on to you. It's incredible. I love sharing. Um, but this is what it says at the beginning of Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Now, I have a quiz for you. Uh, it's only got one question in it. On Friday night, I just forgot Andy's name. Andy stood up here and he read to you from Psalm 7 and he used a word. He said from Psalm 7, the chase is, yes, well done, Tom. Tom was listening. The chase is wild. And what I I love Genesis, what I love about this passage, right, is it talks about uh, the world being formless and empty. The actual meaning of that word is a wild waste. Imagine that, all of existence just being this like wild waste. Um, there's another way of describing it in the original language that was written. It wasn't written in English originally. It was written in a language called Hebrew because uh, it was old and years ago. And it's this word that is a chaotic nothingness. I love that. The, the beginning of time, there was just this chaotic nothingness. The idea, right, that if you took absolutely nothing, put it in a blender put that blender on, wished it all up. like swooshed it all up. That's what the beginning of time was like. And I want you to imagine, (coughs) Uh, I want you to imagine that these bricks are this idea of this like wild waste, this chaotic nothingness. Now, obviously, nothing looks like nothing, but that wouldn't be helpful to you. So we're going with bricks. So there's this like wild nothingness, this chaotic nothingness, wild waste at the beginning of time. And then God speaks And what he does is he begins to build in this wild waste. In this chaotic nothingness, God begins to build a world. And it is a world that he has designed. It is a world that is inherently good. There is good in it. It's it's more than perfect. It's good. And so he begins to build this world. And then he brings humanity into it. And he does this incredible thing. Oh, I love this. In Genesis 1, verse 28, uh, it's, it's, this is like one of the first times, it's the first time that God really speaks to humanity. And what does he do? He tells them their purpose. This is what it says in Genesis 1, 28. <laughs> I'm like, I can't read. It's too light. It's not light enough. Right. Uh, then, so old. Uh, then God blessed them, the humans, and said, be fruitful and multiply. We well, all know what that means. Exactly. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, all the animals that scurry along the ground. He asks humanity to reign, to rule, to have like stewardship, to look after this thing that he's designed. However, it is so much more than that. And this is the thing you need to get to understand your purpose as a human. That word, and some of you will have heard me say this before. As I said, this wasn't originally written in English. It was written in a language called Hebrew, really old language. And um, the original meaning of that word, uh, this this really clever guy said, uh, the words like to rule and to reign actually mean. Listen to this: to actively partner with God in taking the world somewhere. I love that. That's our purpose to actively partner with God in taking this world somewhere. And so what God does is go. God goes, well, I'm beginning to build. Partner with me. Take some bricks. We're going to build this together. Together we are going to make this the kind of world that I designed, the kind of world that I intended to be, a world that is inherently good. Now, humanity weren't very good at building. That was the problem. They looked at God's bricks and went, yeah, okay, sure, I can build. I can build things. I'm going to use some of my own bricks if that's okay. And so we began to build with our own bricks, reject the kind of world that God wanted it to be, but build with our own. And so what happened is as we built, we actually built in brokenness. We built in hurt. We built in unforgiveness and hatred and anger and all of these different things. And very slowly, as we built our world, it became less like the world that God intended it to be. And so what Jesus did uh, was that he reset the dial. God uh, came to earth in the form of Jesus. And Jesus said, you're not using God's bricks. Hey, look, get to know God. Get to know God through me, through what I have done, through dying, through coming back to life again. And look, when you step into a relationship with me, you get a chance to build with God's bricks again. To start again. Start building the world that God designed And this is where we find ourselves. Now, I said that I love sharing. Ooh, careful. I do love sharing. And so this morning is my absolute joy and delight to get to share with you my very favourite Bible verse. Uh, This is like, people have like life verses. Some people like bits of the Bible that like no matter where they're at in their life, like this is their favourite. This is their one. This is like, my life is about this. And this is mine. Uh, And when Andy and I got married... This is the verse that we both got inside of our wedding rings. Oh, Goodness me. So um, this is a mega verse for me. And I wanted to share it with you guys this morning. This, if you've got a notebook, is from 2 Corinthians 5. So one of the books in the Bible. It's in like the second half of the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 down to 21. And it says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, so that's Jesus, has become a new person. The old life, so like the old bricks, have gone. The new life has begun. All of this, guys, if you've not listened to anything yet, this verse is so good. Make sure you listen. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us... This task of reconciling people to him. So bringing people back to him. For God was in Christ reconciling or bringing back the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. That means that we represent God. And God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right through Christ. This is what we're about. This is our purpose, reconciling, bringing back this world to God. And I think we can make it complicated. I think we can be like, oh, they're going to hate me. They're going to laugh at me. I don't know what to say. How do I even begin to do this? guys?" Chasing Jesus means sharing him with others. And you don't need to know everything in order to share something. I want to make this kind of simple. Um, Some leaders have got sticky notes, I believe. Could you get a sticky note from a leader? So some of the leaders have got sticky notes. Can you hand them out to the guys around you? Someone's on pens. Uh, I'd love you to take a sticky note and a pen and don't chat through this. Uh, This is like a reflection, okay? So this, I want you to... Think about the question Who is in my life that God might want me to restore back to how He originally designed them to be, right? So if God's asking you to build, if God is asking you to build, to partner with God in taking this world somewhere, Who is someone that you know that is not in relationship with God that you would love to be, okay? And this might be the person that you wrote down last night or thought of last night when you were with Grace. It might be somebody else. But can you write that person's name at the top of your sticky note? Um, Can you pop your hands up if you've not got a sticky note or not got a pen? If you need something right now, put your hand nice and high. Okay, and I want you to have a proper good think, just don't like just as a title at the top of your sticky note, write that person's name who doesn't know Jesus right now, but you would really like to. And you might not be a Christian here this morning, and so this might be a bit weird, but it might be that you've come here and you think, oh, okay, yeah, there's something about God. And I'd really like that person to know that, that there might be something here about God. So, when you, uh, so I think a couple of pens are needed down here, maybe. Pens at the front. Uh, A couple of hands in the middle as well. Great. Give me a wave if you've not got what you need right now. Yep. The girl's in the middle. Raya. Yep, two down here. Okay. So can you write down, as a title on your sticky note, the name of a friend who you would really like to know Jesus Adam's forgotten his friends. Okay, now when you've done that, what I would like you to do is to write down the left-hand side of the paper, um, between one and three things that that person is really struggling with right now. Like, what are three things? What we can have one thing, two things, three things that. Like is going on with them it might be that they feel lonely it might be that they're anxious it might be that things are difficult at home it might be that um, they're lonely it might be that uh, they seem fine but you know they're not what what are some things Just between one or three things uh, that is going on with that friend right now that you know of And if you're not wanting to write, just maybe think about them. What are the, th- between one and three things that that friend has got going on right now? Okay. And then when you've done that, what I'd like you to do is on the other side of the paper, have a think. If this person was restored back to knowing God, if this person was like, In the world that God had designed at the beginning of the world, a world without pain, a world without suffering, a world that is totally good. If that person was restored back to God, how might their life be different with those three things? So, What I mean is, for example, if they're anxious, it might be that Jesus would give them peace. Uh, If they're lonely, it might be the difference that God would make to their lives is that they would know that they're not alone. Uh, If they're being bullied or they're hurt, the difference that God might, might make to their lives is that he would give them strength. Does that make sense? How would their life be different if God was in it? And I believe that as you think about that friend, you think about your friends, you think about this world, that what God wants to say to you this morning is with what you do know, with what you have kind of gotten to know about God, will you take that brick and will you begin to build with it? Would you begin to pray for that friend? Would you begin to um, look at an opportunity to talk to that friend, to invite that friend to something? Would you take up some bricks? And would you begin to build the kind of world that God designed with your life? A world with no more pain, no more suffering. A world where people are in relationship with him. Why? Because Jesus changes lives. Jesus chased you and Jesus wants to join you in chasing your friends because he can transform their lives. And here's the thing, right? And this is what we get really wrong. And this is where I need you. This is the deep bit, really, that I need you to have a bit of a mindset shift on. What we think about is that we think, ah, um, Christians talk about heaven, right? So this idea that when you die, you go to this perfect place where Jesus is there, and it's all like a massive water park. If you like water parks, or like full of puppies, if you like puppies. And if you don't like puppies, there's no puppies there. Do you know what I mean? This kind of place that you escape to when you die. If you think that is what following Jesus is about, you're totally wrong. You see, yes, I 100% believe that when we die, we, uh, when you, the moment you choose to follow Jesus, you, will, you live for eternity. You will uh, be in heaven with Jesus. It will be a place of no more suffering, no more pain. I totally believe that. But guys, if you think that that's when you die, that is so wrong. You see, the moment you say yes to Jesus, you start living for eternity now. And what you do is through your life, you begin to bring heaven into the now. You begin to bring that world of no more pain, no more suffering into the now. You begin to build heaven on earth. You almost like pull the other side of the cross into the present. And so I believe that God is looking at you this morning and saying, will you take bricks and will you begin to build? And this starts with people. Why? Because God's heart is for people, God's heart is for your friends, and they matter most. And you might be thinking this morning, oh, there's just no chance. That person that I've written down, there is no chance that they're even going to be slightly interested in knowing anything that I've got to say about God. I want to remind you the wisdom of Sam Carson this morning. Sam said, and I wrote it down, if it's an impossibility in your heart, it will never be a reality. What if God could do this? And what if you didn't have to know everything, but maybe you could share something of God? Maybe there's a time when God gave you peace, and that is the brick that you can build with. And you can say to your friend, hey, God did this for me once. What if all that you really know is that you think God is real? Then that's the conversation you have. Maybe you are this incredibly like well-spoken person who can argue really well or, or like, communicate really well. That's the brick that God has given you to build with. Build with it and share that with your friend. You know, chasing Jesus means uh, sharing him with others, and you don't need to know everything in order to share something. Okay, so you need to know this, and I'm coming into land. You have a plot, <laughs> a plot. You have a part to play in this world, right? You have got bricks that you can build with that I just can't. Because I'm not you. You have friends that need to know Jesus that will not come to know Jesus unless you're sharing him with them. You have a very specific role to play in God rebuilding this world into the one that he designed it to be. And what I want to say to you is, don't give up your part in the story. Don't give up your part in the purpose of humanity. This is exactly what you were created for. And what can happen is fear can rob you of that. All sorts of things can rob you of your part in this massive story. And here's the tricky thing, and I don't think we always realise this. Absolutely everything you do builds something. And so how you speak to somebody else builds a certain kind of world. How you look at another person across a room... Builds a certain sort of world. Whether you to choose <laughs> my words, whether you choose to speak well or badly of someone, assume the best or the worst, whether you're kind or unkind, generous or selfish, in those moments, you pick the bricks that you're gonna build with. And so choose forgiveness choose grace, choose to include people, choose to stretch the circle wider, choose to talk about who Jesus is because at that moment, you pick up the bricks that God originally put into this planet and you build the world that God designed. What you do and how you live matters to this. What you post on social media, the kind of pictures that you post, they build something. If you put on pictures that are like unhelpful, then you put a brick in place that says, this is okay. This is the kind of world that I'm happy to build. But if you put pictures on that are like on point, they look amazing and they are honoring and they don't like create comparison in other people, then you're building a brick in this world that says, it's okay to just be real and just be you. Everything you do builds something. Every encounter with God that you've had, every single thing that God has done in your life is something you can share with other people. And that may just be one thing, but that is absolutely fine. So I guess, as I finish, the thing you need to know is this. Everything you do builds something. And you need to fight for your part in this purpose, in the purpose of this world. Because you're not just fighting for your role in this world, You're fighting for your friends. Because unless they know that there is a God who loves them, their lives are never going to be transformed. And if you don't tell them that, and if you don't share that with them, then who will? And so I guess this morning, I'm asking you, are you prepared to build the kind of world that God has designed with your life? Specifically by sharing Jesus with your friends. Chasing Jesus means sharing him with others, but you don't need to know everything in order to share something. Um, At the end of every talk, we've given an opportunity to choose to follow Jesus, and we're going to do that again this morning. I wonder whether there are some people in this room who have never quite realized that they have a part to play in this world. That God is interested in them. That maybe up to this point, you've not known anything about God. You've never been to church. And this weekend, you've been like, oh, they just keep talking about him. But maybe this morning, as you've been sat here, you've gone, okay, I've been thinking, what's my life about? Could it be this? Could I say yes to Jesus for the first time and opt into building the kind of world that God designed